Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 72, and I'm drinking Pow Maui Vodka. With each episode of Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, you should expect that I'll be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent in my reviews. So, I chose Pow Maui Vodka for this episode because I spotted a bottle in my local liquor store, and honestly, the promotional collar on the bottle is what caught my eye. Similar to a hang tag, the collar is a slightly tapered sleeve that goes over the neck of the bottle, and it's shaped at the bottom in such a way to sit on the curve of the shoulder very nicely. Plus, I'd also touched on Pow Maui briefly while doing research for a past episode of this podcast, and I figured I'd eventually return to it. The price point was also right as well, so I figured I'd give it a shot. And you may be wondering, what is special about Pow Maui Vodka? Well, it's made from Maui Gold Pineapples. The bottle I have for a tasting is 750 milliliters. It is 40% alcohol by volume, making it 80 proof, and it retails for $18. It's a clear glass bottle. It's bespoke as well. The most notable feature is molded into the glass on the shoulder. It is latitude and longitude coordinates for the distillery. I'll provide an easy link in show notes for you to see it on Google. It's actually kind of cool. The front label is white and refined looking. The PAL logo is front and center. And the other most recognizable design element is a stylized pineapple below the word vodka. The stylized pineapple is also molded into the back of the bottle in the glass. They tout that it's handmade and handcrafted, also gluten-free. Text on the label reads, Masterfully handcrafted in upcountry Maui, Hawaii. Distilled from pineapple and natural Hawaiian spring water. The label is one piece and it wraps most of the bottle. On the left, there's some additional description of the spirit and on the right, it's mostly barcode and government warnings. Interestingly, the front label does list the brand's Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau, the TTP, distilled spirits plant number being DSP HI15012. And if I know my nomenclature and have kept up with the format, it would seem that Pow Maui is made at the 12th licensed distillery in Hawaii. Okay, let's drink. Take the collar off as shrink wrap. Got a nice opener. So take the plastic. I believe it's got a synthetic cork. Ooh, nice pop. And with all spirits on Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, I am tasting the spirit neat, which is room temperature right out of the bottle, not diluted, not chilled. And I'm using a clean Glencairn glass for that. It's a nice whiskey nosing glass, lets you really see the spirit, smell the spirit, taste the spirit without splashing it. So let's go for a pour. In the glass, of course, it looks just like water. It is clear, uncolored. You can see some legs on the inside of the glass as you swirl it, and that's just the mark of it being ethanol. It's the variance in evaporation of the water in the ethanol is what gives you the legs on the glass. So let's try it on the nose. Smells clean. And actually, hang on. A hint of pineapple. Now, this being vodka, vodka by law has to be distilled to 
neutral, essentially. It has to remove all the flavor. And the process that Palmaoli goes through, actually in their distillation, they're striving for purity. So there really shouldn't be flavor coming through. But on the nose, let's try it again. I mean, maybe, maybe a hint of pineapple. It doesn't burn. Yeah. Smells nice. Smells clean. Let's go for a taste. Tastes like vodka. Let's try again. It could be totally a mind trick because I know it's made about out of pineapples. There's a hint of pineappleness to it. It's not a pineapple flavor. That's maybe too strong, but it's vodka with a softness. It's not creamy. It's a little pineapple-y. It's definitely not harsh. Very pure flavor. Doesn't have that cheap flavor on the palate to it and definitely it tastes like vodka but there's nuance to it and after having a couple tastes of it going back in for another nosing i pick up that faint pineapple like there's one in the back corner of the room that you pick up that aroma yeah it's good vodka so now on to the story Pow Maui was launched in 2006 by the Levesque Corporation. Tim and Neil Levesque, to be specific, Levesque is a company that may be best known as a rectifier, buying bulk spirits from other distillers and then producing finished products with it, or as a contract manufacturer for other brands. They have a very large facility in Mira Loma, California. But they've been leaning into their own brands, with Pow Maui being perhaps their flagship brand. I first encountered Levesque when doing research on Kahana Royale Macadamia Nut Liqueur, which I featured in episode 43. If you've listened to that episode, you'll recall that I was disappointed by Kahana Royale, primarily because it seemed that it was once great, made in Hawaii from actual macadamia nuts. But Levesque acquired the brand many years ago, and it's now made in their Miraloma facility. However, I gained insight into Levesque and can appreciate the role they play in the spirits business. They're one of the largest volume producers, and I'm sure many listeners in the United States at least have consumed products they've made. As a company, they've been in the business since 1949 and have had a connection with the Hawaiian Islands since the mid-1980s. And this is probably when they got into Kahana Royale. So in these early years in the 80s through to the turn of the century, Levesque states that they did not have any production in the islands, no distillery, though they were building Hawaiian brands. Their desire to source and produce on the islands led them to the founding of Halihimali Distilling Company, the distillery that produces Pau Maui Vodka. But before really getting started, they needed to find a master distiller, and they were looking for someone with charisma and drive. They found through industry connections Mark Nigber and his son Corey, who were living in Colorado, distilling in a family craft distilling operation, doing innovative things. Levesque hired Mark on as master distiller. Mark relocated to Maui with his family and started the Halihimali Distillery and Pau Maui Vodka. 
They decided to use pineapple for their spirit because the Levesque asked Mark and his son Corey if they could make a product out of anything that grew on Hawaii. The two choices seemed to be pineapple or taro. And they tried some batches with fresh pineapple juice flown in from Hawaii to Colorado, and they did the same with some taro. The pineapple vodka came out really clean, better than even the product that the Nigbers were making themselves. And after doing some blind taste tests, they settled on pineapple because of the superior taste and quality. Pineapple is certainly quintessentially Hawaiian, even though the pineapple is actually native to South America, but seafarers traveled with it and it grows very well in Hawaii. Pineapples are a type of bromeliad and the fruit grows at the top of the plant and it's technically a fused fruit of multiple flowers and a pineapple takes about a year to mature. And historically, pineapples are really interesting. When they first made their way to Europe and were successfully propagated in greenhouses, they became tremendous symbols of wealth, as direct importation on a sailing ship was very costly and greenhouse production was equally so. Pineapples were introduced to Hawaii by the Spanish, but it was James Dole who started a 60-acre pineapple plantation in 1900 that would grow to become the Dole Fruit Company. Hawaii has actually declined in production of pineapple for the global market, with most of the world's pineapples now being grown in Costa Rica, the Philippines, Brazil, or Indonesia. Yet pineapples remain a symbol of Hawaii, so that may be one of the reasons that the Levex chose to build a vodka brand with them. And while abundant on the islands, to me it still seems really expensive to use pineapples as the sugar source for distillation, especially for a vodka where the point is to go to purity and remove most all of the flavor, just get to a neutral. In any event, Levesque leaned in, partnered up with Mark and Corey, and Pow Maui was born. It took some time to get the operation going and their license was first issued in 2008. Early bottlings were more akin to what I'd refer to as a perfume style bottle. The logo was gold on a purple background and the bottle was widest at the shoulder and tapered down to a small base. It was also boxed it seems. I suspect these bottles were more difficult to handle and to me it looked a bit top heavy. By 2015, if not before, the packaging and logo had been redesigned and updated to what I have today. What's in the bottle seems to have remained unchanged. 2015 also saw the opening of their tasting room at the distillery. In 2018, in a move sure to shore up their supply, Levesque purchased Halamali Pineapple Company, producer of Maui Gold Pineapple in Hawaii. The acquisition included 800 acres of fields. The distillery doesn't consume all the pineapples, though I'm sure they get first dibs on supply and allows them to plan production more efficiently. The Maui-grown pineapples are also purchased by other businesses for their use. So all in all, Levesque seems committed to the Pau Maui vodka brand. They've done a good job with it thus far in my view, and acquisition of a pineapple farm really controls the source, so that's, that's a big move. Plus, partnering up with master distiller Mark Nigber really put energy behind the brand, and Mark was really influential in the launch and how the vodka is distilled. Mark's son Corey Nigber has now taken over as master distiller for Pau Maui. In 2019, just prior to the COVID-19 pandemic changing the world, Pau Maui held a bartending competition named Road to Maui, with Luis Hernandez of Brooklyn, New York winning the inaugural competition. So let's jump over into how it's made. Pau Maui is of course made from Maui gold pineapples. Pineapples have a high sugar content and low acids and it's said to make an incredibly clean mash. 
The fresh picked pineapples are juiced in bladder presses. Then they mix the pineapple juice with water and a proprietary yeast that was developed to specially ferment pineapple efficiently. There's a lot of enzymes in pineapple that can sometimes be difficult to deal with. The mix is allowed to ferment for four days, after which time the wash has reached about 18% alcohol by volume. The reason for the addition of the water in the fermentation process is there's so much sugar in the pineapple, they don't want the yeast to kind of over ferment or ferment too quickly. Pineapple as a fruit will naturally ferment. An overripe pineapple, if you cut into it, it'll bubble or even suds up a little bit. That's some of the carbon dioxide being released from natural fermentation. But after Maui has fermented their pineapple juice, they distill it in custom-built 14-foot tall glass column stills. These stills were designed by Mark Nigber, and the glass is the amazing part. It's pharmaceutical grade glass. The bottom of each still is a borosilicate glass ball that can tolerate extreme temperature fluctuations without cracking. The column then and other parts of the still body are all hand-blown glass that were made in Colorado. The stills aren't very large, and each can only produce about 12 to 24 gallons of pure distillate per run. Personally, I had wondered about glass stills. I had never heard of large commercial ones being employed in production, and indeed, Maui claims theirs are the only glass stills in use for this purpose. There's videos and photos of the stills online, and they look rather impressive. The column is packed with the material to catch the steam and allow for the micro-redistillations that produce purity the higher up the column the steam goes. And it looks to me to be clean stainless steel pot scrubbers, for lack of a better description. It's actually Actually, a design I've seen referenced in home distilling manuals, but usually mounted to a more traditional boiling vessel, like an overheated small water heater as an example. But I digress from comparisons to a DIY home moonshine still, if you were. The Maui stills are impressive, and probably expensive. They tout that they reach purity to a neutral spirit of at least a 95% ABV in one pass. No double or triple distilling required, just one go in these glass stills and the pineapple wash is turned into vodka. Importantly, however, there is some copper employed in the process, and the lack of copper could create a little bit of an off flavor. Copper chemically bonds with some of the uh, elements in the distillate and creates copper sulfide, so it's essentially a rusting of the copper. So having copper in the mix removes the sulfides out. That's why most stills are actually made out of copper. It's a convenient thing that copper is very malleable, and it was one the first metals that man worked with, but it actually improves the flavor. So Maui does flow their fresh vodka over a large copper rod when they transfer it into a large stainless steel holding tank. The vodka is also filtered as well. It's filtered via glass tubes and a carbon plate filter, and it's filtered four times. So I assume that's four carbon plates. The final step is a 0.5 micron membrane filter to ensure there's no particulate in the final product. It's then blended with pure Maui spring water that's been treated with reverse osmosis to purify it even more, and the blend is brought to 40% alcohol by volume and then moved to packaging. Packaging appears to be done by hand, at least as of late 2015 it was in all the videos I've seen. And then they ship the vodka, presumably around the world. I'm not sure what sales figures are. It's actually fairly small production, pretty craft. They make at 
the distillery, other spirit types that make a rum, a whiskey, some other things. But the Pow Maui Vodka, that's the flagship. Now on to cocktails and consumption. In essence, this is a vodka. It's unflavored at that. I pick up a hint of pineapple, but it's not pineapple flavored by any stretch. It's just unflavored vodka. So naturally, it mixes with anything. If you got a cocktail that calls for vodka, this would be a fine option. I would suggest you try it chilled or on its own. So in summary, what do I think of Pow Maui Vodka? Honestly, I was thinking this would be a little bit of a, I don't know, underwhelming episode. I didn't think there would be a whole lot to it, knowing that it's a brand that sprung forth from Levesque. And while they're a huge producer, they're mostly a a rectifier. So they're buying bulk spirit from somebody else and then making a whole bunch of different products or they're contract manufacturing for other brands. But Pow Maui Vodka, because they've got the arrangement with Mark and Corey and their craft and the investment the Levesque's put into it, they have a real affinity for Hawaii apparently. They'd been at it for quite some time. They bought an 800 acre pineapple farm that's that's commitment. So this is a quality product. I like the branding. I mean, I mentioned I, I picked the bottle off the shelf primarily for the neck collar. Advertising catches my eye. And the price point? This was 18 bucks out the door for me. And I gotta say, that feels too cheap. I'm here in Oregon, but $18 for this vodka, it's quality. It tastes really good. It's got a little nuance if you like the flavor of vodka. This is good. I've done a couple of vodkas. I've done Monopolova. I did Absolute. This has got flavor. They might be selling themselves short as far as price point. It can't be cheap, even if they own the farm. It can't be cheap to use pineapple to make vodka. I mean, you could literally make vodka out of just pure beet sugar, yeast, and water. You just need to ferment to get to a neutral spirit. So it's typically, if you're making vodka, you're going for the absolute cheapest input. So that's often grain. It can be wheat, corn, anything. I mean, you can get to what you would define as vodka. But pineapple? (laughs) I don't know. Palmaui vodka, it surprised me. And I like the flavor. It's got a subtleness to it. So that's going to do it for this episode of Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Please subscribe and share. Please do tell your friends. Show notes are on liquorandliqueurconnoisseur.com. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Ask Alexa to play the podcast. Anywhere you get your podcasts, that's where I strive to be. The show's also on social media. Facebook and Instagram are where I'm most active. I always love hearing from my listeners, so if there's a particular spirit you would like me to feature on an upcoming episode, please do reach out. And if you're a brand that thinks you've got a good story and would be good for my audience, get in touch. And as always, thank you for listening.